0: This is ACSM Chapter 59 on Pelvis, Hip, and Thigh Injuries. So first, avulsion fractures and apophysial injuries. So first off, things kids. Avulsion fractures about the hip and pelvis are the result of failure of the bone at the tendinous insertion rather than the tendon itself. These injuries are more common in skeletally immature athletes, like kids, with open apophyses that are more susceptible to failure than the tendinous insertion. These are usually the result of a sudden, forceful, concentric or eccentric contracture or rapid excessive passive lengthening. Common sites of these are at the pelvis, at the insertion of sartorius at ASIS, rectus femoris, superior head insertion into the AIIS, and the insertion of the hamstrings into the ischial tuberosity, which I've seen all those. These injuries are also seen in the proximal femur with the insertion of the hip abductors into the greater trochanter and insertion of the iliopsoas into the lesser trochanter. Radiographs may show sure avulsions that involve the bone, MRI is more sensitive and can demonstrate extent of the injury to the muscle. So treatment. Non-surgical management is a mainstay in most series with good to excellent results reported. Indications for surgery. These are complete ruptures of the origin of the hamstring with retraction in active patient with functional disability chronic ruptures associated with sciatic nerve compression, and large bone avulsion fragment that results in discomfort with sitting. Most authorities, however, don't recommend surgery for those. Metsmaker and PAPA's defined a rehab treatment protocol for these injuries, including rest, using proper positioning to unload the injured apophysis and ice-analgesics, initiation of gentle active and passive range of motion exercises, progressive resistance starting at of motion achieved and ending when 50% of strength is returned. D, integration of strength, stretching and strengthening exercise with functional activity. And E, return to competitive sport at 8 to 10 weeks. Skeletally immature patients are also susceptible to chronic traction injuries with these apophyses. And this is referred to as apophysitis. This is also treated conservatively with rest followed by functional rehab of the involved muscle group. So stress fractures. First in the pelvis pelvic stress fractures should be suspected in athletes like long-distance runners and military recruits. Most common site is the junction between the ischium and the inferior pubic ramus. Tenderness palpation directly over the fractured bone can be helpful in locating the lesion. A positive standing sign has been described in which a patient develops discomfort in the groin while standing unsupported on the ipsilateral leg. So just having a single leg stand and pain there. Plain radiographic signs like periosteal reaction or fracture line can lag behind clinical presentation by as long as three weeks. MRI and bone scan can provide an earlier diagnosis, and tumors should at least be considered indifferential. Treatment is rest with emphasis on protected weight-bearing, flexibility, and aerobic non-impact exercises like swimming or cycling. Return to sport can be delayed up to six months. So Femoral neck stress fractures. Although femoral neck stress fractures are not as common as pelvic stress fractures, if treated incorrectly, results can be disastrous. Similar to pelvic stress fractures, these present with groin pain and an antalgic gait. Pain worsened by flexion and internal rotation of the hip, so fadier. X-ray can lag behind by three to four weeks. MRI and bone scan can be helpful. Two types of femoral neck stress fractures exist. Um, First is compression side femoral neck stress fracture. This is in the inferior medial aspect of the neck. So compression. Think of the femoral head bending towards the femur, compressing there. So that's the compression side. Usually respond to restriction to non-weight-bearing status until x-ray evidence is healing. More worrisome is tension, femoral neck stress fracture. It's a transverse fracture along the superior margin of the neck. Internal fixation is recommended for non-displaced fractures. Immediate closed or open reduction and internal fixations recommended for displaced fractures and fracture displacement can lead to AVN of the femoral head. So soft tissue injuries now, muscle strains. Soft tissue injuries to the periarticular structures surrounding hip and pelvis are most common injuries seen in athletes. In general, the great majority of soft tissue injuries about the hip and pelvis are musculotendinous strains type of injury is dependent on skeletal age of the athlete, physical condition, and biomechanical forces involved in both the sport and nature of the trauma. The degree of injury can range from repetitive micro injury with each performance to a more significant single macro injury caused by an abnormal biomechanical force. A certain degree of micro trauma occurs with every major exertion performance immediately manifested by swelling, sensitivity, and recovery interval. If additional moderate or severe micro injury or macro injury occurs, there may not be a normal healing response, which may lead to more significant changes in tissue structure and a negative effect on future athletic performance. A strain is an injury to a musculoskeletal structure caused by an indirectly applied force. Most common mechanism is eccentric contraction or stretching of an activated muscle. Site of injury is influenced by the rate of loading mechanism and local anatomic factors. Low rates of loading will result in a failure at the tendon bone junction by bone avulsion or disruption at its insertion. High rates of loading result in intratendinous or myotendinous juncture injuries. These are graded on a three-scale system. Grade 1, simple stretching. Grade 2, partial tearing. And grade 3, secondary to extreme violent forces causing complete disruptions. Contusions. Among the most frequently experienced hip and pelvic injuries sustained by athletes are soft tissue contusions. Contusions usually result from direct blows to a specific soft tissue area, usually overlying a bony prominence. Most common in contact sports like football, but also in other sports, blow usually caused by contact with another athlete. Non-contact usually blow from equipment or playing surface. Contusions are often found over areas of bony prominences of the pelvis, including iliac crest, hip pointer, greater ischial tuberosity, and pubic rami. Because of varied anatomy of the pelvis, contusions can be superficial, especially when they overlie a relatively subcutaneous bone or lie deep within a large muscle mass. It's important to determine possible presence and extent of muscular hemorrhage because an increase in muscular hemorrhage often results in more severe symptoms and longer time before returning to sport. So think of quad contusion leading to hematoma and HO slash MO. myositis ossificans so hip pointer pain and hemorrhage over the iliac crest these are contusions avulsion of the iliac apophysis periostitis or avulsion of the muscles that insert on the iliac crest on physical exam patient will have superficial or muscular hemorrhage which will be painful on palpation important to note by touch a defect which would indicate invulsion injury often have difficulty with rotation and side bending of the trunk AP and oblique x-rays of the pelvis will rule out an avulsion fracture, peristitis, or an acute fracture of the iliac wing. Hamstring syndrome. This is described in track athletes. Severe pain in and around the ischial tuberosity that radiates down the posterior aspect of the thigh to the popliteal area. Any activity that puts the hamstring in stretch can create this radiating pain, sprinting, hurdling, even sitting. Physical exam has exquisite tenderness at ischial tuberosity. At times, reproduction of sciatic pain with percussion of the nerve at the ischial tuberosity. Resisted leg extension will reproduce the pain. The sciatic nerve is thought to be entrapped between the semitendinosus and biceps femoris by a fibrous band that constricts two muscles. So thigh contusions or quads injury. These are common in athletic injuries, often in football, muscular damage, hematoma formation, and swelling can be uncomfortable initially Treat with rest ice and compression as well as stretching to minimize hematoma formation immobilization and flexion and initiation of early flexion exercise has been recommended to decrease myositis ossificans hands formation other specifics so athletic pubalgia or uh, groin pain in the athlete used to be referred to as sports hernia Um, condition of chronic groin pain more common in soccer and ice hockey athletes typically patient reports activity related pain that resolves with rest most describe hyperextension injury in association with hyperabduction of the thigh and usually abdominal pain involves the inguinal canal near the insertion of the rectus abdominis muscle at the pubis maneuvers that increase intra-abdominal pressure like resisted sit-up can reproduce the symptoms Gross herinum is not detected. On imaging, 12% of patients have derangement of the insertion of the rectus on MRI. Adductor longus inflammation can also be present. A dynamic ultrasound can detect posterior wall defects. So remember to think homage um, article and exercises and exam maneuvers. Rectus insertion on the pubis with or without the origin of the adductor longus tendon appears a primary site of pathology proposed mechanism involves repetitive hyperextension of the trunk in association with hyperabduction of the thigh, pivoting on the anterior pelvis, and pubic symphysis. small percentage of patients found to have a hernia. Treatment initially is rest, ice, compression, elevation. Medical-grade compression shorts can help alleviate symptoms. After they resolve, overseen slow transition back to sport is employed. Often, athletes present for eval after exhaustion of non-op. And on the verge of a cessation of sport. In that case, surgery is discussed. Many things have been tried. Mm-hmm. Options include tissue repair, lap repairs, uh, anterior repairs, and mesh repairs. Goal of surgery is repair or reinforcement of the anterior abdominal wall. <clears throat> With appropriate indications and surgical techniques, return to a previous level of performance without pain has been reported at 80 to 97%. Osteitis pubis. It's a painful inflammation of the pubis bone, symphysis, and surrounding structures. Pelvic pain can be sharp or aching. originates over the symphysis and can related to medial thigh along adductor musculature. Physical exam includes presence of a positive lateral compression test. With the patient a lateral D-cube, force is applied to the iliac crest. So they're just lying on their side, apply that force down from that crest. Should reproduce symptoms at the pubis. MRI and CT uh, consists of bone resorption, widening of symphysis pubis, and periticular sclerosis. This is associated with primary infection or secondary to repetitive microtrauma from pole of rectus or gracilis. Treatment includes non-op management, period of rest, ice compression, followed by rehab, and core strengthening and stretch of the hamstrings is employed. If there is an infectious component, antibiotics. After failure, surgery includes debridement of the joint with curette, arthrodesis, and an either partial or complete resection of the joint. Surgical outcomes of osteitis pubis are variable. So greater trochanteric pain syndrome. Trochanteric pain syndrome refers to pain at the lateral and posterior aspect of the hip. There are two related conditions contribute. Trochanteric bursitis is inflammation of the burst overlying the trochanter. Found to have a tight IT band usually with this and can be tested with Obertest. Taking hip from extension and abduction into an adducted position demonstrates tightness and inability to reach neutral. Glute-mead syndrome, recognized common cause of lateral hip pain. Overuse syndrome lead to tendinosis and partial and complete tears of the tendon. Single leg squat or simulated stair step can reproduce symptoms. Resisted abduction and external rotation from an internally rotated position also reproduce symptoms. Bursitis is secondary to direct injury, overuse of adjacent structures or degenerative changes. Bursa lined with synovial tissue and systemic conditions that lead to synovitis can affect bursa as well, like diabetes. Glute med syndrome is an overuse injury of the tendon, common in women in, in running or step aerobics. In both conditions, first-line treatment is price therapy, protection, rest, ice, uh, compression, elevation, massage. Local anesthetic and steroid can be useful, but PTs indicated. Recalcitrant cases may require surgery to alleviate symptoms. Posterior aspect of IT band can be lengthened or released for bursitis. And glute med may be debrided or repaired depending on type of injury. Piriformis syndrome. This involves compression of the sciatic nerve as it exits deep to the piriformis. Patients complain of pain in the sciatic nerve distribution history of an acute injury to the buttock is common on exam low back should be examined to rule out more proximal nerve root impingement in case of piriformis syndrome typically area of maximal tenderness over the piriformis muscle in the gluteal area provocative tests include pace sign pain and weakness on resisted abduction and external rotation of the thigh forced internal rotation on an extended thigh can also reproduce symptoms an MRI can demonstrate sciatic nerve inflammation in area of the piriformis tendon. Depending on cause of the syndrome, myopathic and neuropathic changes can be present on EMG studies, including prolonged H-reflex. Piriformis syndrome can be caused by traumatic injury of piriformis, leads to hypertrophy and impingement of the sciatic nerve. also can be anatomic variations that contribute to it. Um, <clears throat> found that 90% of cases, sciatic nerve emerges below piriformis. 7% they're divided and one branch of sciatic passing through the split and then two percent only the sciatic nerve is divided and one percent piriformis divided by the sciatic nerve so treatment of piriformis syndrome with a history of trauma is direct towards soothing the muscle it's anti-inflammatories muscle relaxants massage heat ultrasound pt can assist as well as muscle stretch activity modification help the muscle imbalance and injections of anesthetic and cortisone can help with diagnosis and therapeutic if these fail to provide relief, surgery can evaluate a relationship between piriformis and sciatic nerve. nerve can be decompressed, and the muscle can be released to provide relief. <clears throat> Internal and external snapping hip. Snapping hip, or coxa salt hands, refers to catching of a muscle as it crosses the hip joint. The two most common muscles that can get caught are the IT band over the greater troche, and the over the anterior hip joint. Posterior aspect of the IT band catches at the greater troch, outside the hip joint, and referred to as external snapping hip. Patients often able to make the hip snap. Visually, it can appear dramatic and be confused with subluxing hip. Over time, catching can lead to irritation at the trochanteric bursa. Internal snapping hip is iliopsoas getting caught as it crosses the iliopectineal eminence. Internal snapping hip often with an audible pop. Bursa around the muscle can be irritated over time and lead to pain. The snap is reproduced when taking the hip from flexion, abduction, and external rotation to a neutral, extended position. MRI is useful to rule out other conditions and demonstrate associated bursitis. Both snapping hip conditions are associated with tight muscles. In adolescence, a growth spurt can precede the development of the muscle tightness. Typically, snapping muscle does not cause pain, but over time, compression and shear can lead to development of irritation bursitis, which is painful. In each, it's important to rule out additional pathology. External snapping hip can be with tears of glute mead, both glute mead and IT band assistant abduction of the hip. If surgery is considered, tear must be ruled out first. Internal snapping hip is common in cases of intraarticular pathology. Iliosoas or hip flexor crosses directly over the anterior superior labrum. Intraarticular hip derangement can lead to effusion that exacerbates symptoms and conditions like loose bodies labral tears impingement should be ruled out and persistent internal snapping hip treatment initially focuses on treatment of the muscle tightness pt is essential uh, deep massage ultrasound can help elastic spiker wrap or medical grade compression shorts to help control uh, symptoms while stretching the muscles and IT band syndrome and external snapping hip are associated with hill training, activity modification, cross training, assist in reducing symptoms. And when the condition has become painful, steroid injections can decrease the inflammation of the bursa. With failed non-op management, a number of surgeries can be done to lengthen muscle and address the bursa um, and have had encouraging results. getting close FAI femoral acetabular impingement it's an abnormal contact between femur and acetabulum specifically anterior superior femoral head slash neck and acetabulum rim this abnormal contact can lead to damage to the labrum and chondral surface over time they are typically young to middle age decreased range of motion progressive groin pain with physical activity abnormal contour of the hip is not by definition painful but the lesions to the cartilage and labrum result in symptoms on exam, pain in the groin catching with flexion, adduction, and internal rotations of failure are associated with chondral damage and labral injury at the anterolateral rim of the acetabulum. Often, patients describe discomfort as deep within the hip by cupping their hand, referred to as C-sign, decreased range of motion, flexion, abduction, and external rotations, also indicative of impingement. Plain films demonstrate abnormal orientation of acetabulum and contour of femoral head-neck junction. CT scans with three-dimensional reconstructions are useful to evaluate relationship between acetabulum and femoral head. Uh, MR arthrogram is necessary to evaluate soft tissue damage to labrum and articular surface of acetabulum. Two components of FAI are impingement from acetabulum or pincer and impingement from femoral head-neck junction or CAM. Pincer impingement result of deep acetabulum, coxa profunda, or abnormal orientation of the acetabulum resulting in anterior overcoverage, acetabular retroversion. Uh, Cam impingement, typically an aspherical contour of the anterolateral head-neck junction, visualized on the frog leg, lateral view of the femur, and the axial images of a CT scanner MRI. Also, modified Dunn view. Most patients present with a mixture of cam and pincer and can be a congenital or acquired. Treatment depends on degree of abnormality. (laughs) Use of NSAIDs to calm down soft tissue irritation, followed by a PT to strengthen surrounding musculature and adjust pelvic tilt to avoid the abnormal contact is first line. Often these patients present after months or years of pain limitations. In these cases, non-op modalities can exacerbate symptoms and necessitate surgery. Past impingement was treated with open surgical dislocation of the hip and osteoplasty of the femur and acetabulum. Last 15 years, many has progressed to have arthroscopic repair. Um, Remember, try your diagnostic or therapeutic steroid injection first. Um, Midterm results of both open and arthroscopic procedures directly related to degree of OA at time of surgery. Minimal arthritis treated arthroscopically have good results. It's acetabular labral tear. Labor on this fibrocartilaginous rim around the articular surface of the acetabulum. Biomechanic studies have shown that it has little function in distribution of forces or instability. Labrum does have significant function as a hydraulic seal. <clears throat> Clinical findings depend on location of labral tear, it can vary. Groin pain and mechanical symptoms with flexion, adduction, internal rotation are indicative of anterior superior lesion. MR arthrogram with radio reconstruction, study of choice to evaluate the labrum. Fluid can be seen tracking under the injured labrum. Labral tears can be the result of abnormal morphology like FAI or normal anatomy placed in superphysiologic positions. Isolated labral tears is are common in elite athletes and dancers with groin pain. Also seen in acute trauma like hip dislocation or subluxation. Isolated labral tears are rare in patients who present with insidious onset of pain. In these cases, it's important to rule out associated conditions like FAI. Degenerative tears of the labrum occur with progression of OA. Treatment initially... As rest, anti-inflammatories, PT with slow transition of sport. it failed to resolve or recur, surgery is a consideration. Majority of treatments now performed arthroscopically. Choice of a removal of the irritated portion of the labrum versus repair depends on a number of factors, including location, age, chronicity, and associated findings. Recent study with ten-year follow-up showed 82% continued successful outcomes with debridement in the absence of OA. Long-term results of arthroscopic, arthroscopic repair have not been reported to date. Would make sense restoration of the anatomy and maintenance of fluid seal will be beneficial regardless of whether labrum is repaired or removed. Essential that additional pathology be diagnosed and addressed at time of surgery. Loose bodies common after acute trauma to the hip, including subluxation dislocation. Um, 92% in dislocations. Patient typically reports mechanical symptoms like locking, catching, clicking. Plain film CT MRI demonstrate this. Overall stability of hip joint is related to the bony congruency. Traumatic dislocation force at the edge of the acetabulum can lead to fracture or shear injury to the cartilage at the edge of the acetabulum. Reduction of the dislocation of those fragments can be caught within the joint even without extra evidence. Arthroscopic evaluation can demonstrate fragments in the joint. Other atraumatic conditions that are associated with loose bodies include synovial chondromatosis, dislodged osteophytes in foreign bodies, mechanical symptoms, uh, in the presence of corresponding clinical history indication for arthroscopic. And then ruptured ligamentum teres. Ligamentum teres, connection between the caudilloid fossa of the acetabulum and the fovea capitis of the femoral head, provides blood supply to the developing hip. After adolescence, function of the structure is not fully known, but postulated provides additional stability and resists dislocation forces to the hip. Injury results in catching, popping, locking, giving way, common antitarticular pathology, no exam test, pathognomonic, for such, imaging can be variable as well. Disruption of ligamentum teres is common after trauma and hip dislocation, but can occur without dislocation as well. Structure is tight in adduction, flexion, and external rotation, and acute disruptions are believed to occur with exaggerated adduction and external rotation. Symptoms are associated with an injury to the ligamentum teres are believed to be secondary to hyperplasia of the surrounding tissue and soft tissue impingement. Initial management has modalities to rest the hip and control inflammation. Arthroscopic consists of debridement of the torn fibers. burden and Jones published results of their experience in these and a significant improvement in pain and function. That is the end of this chapter.